to Bardic Community College. I'm Derek. And I'm Jordan. And today we're here talking about something very near and dear to my heart, uh, as well as to my very being. Uh, so, Jordan, I've got a confession to make. You got to go fast? Yep. I'm a Sonic fan. Oh, no. What a, what a terrible night to have a curse. And today we're talking about one of the most recent Sonic games, uh, Sonic Mania, courtesy of a uh, courtesy of Sega and a uh, small and a small studio um, head uh, headcanon games uh, run by one Christian Whitehead uh, with support from a couple of other uh, indie developers. Uh, Sonic Mania is a 2017 game with a 2018 little upgrade called Sonic Mania Plus. And, uh, frankly, I love this game. Yeah, um, it brings back a lot of the old-touch Sonic games, um, pre-adventure, because uh, things have gotten weird as a 3D platformer in today's day and age. Um, and it kind of, it brings back a lot of the stuff that made Sonic really good originally. Like, it gave you that idea of speed and, uh, multi-layer 2D levels, um, which I can really respect. But, yeah, it, uh, it came out... Uh, I personally haven't played the DLC, but I know Derek has, so we'll sort of let him lead on that once we get to it. Um, it follows the same Sonic formula from back in the day. You have a level, you run through it, you get coins, you beat a robot, the Dr. Robotnik leaves behind. Um, wait, 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 wait. Coins? Rings! Excuse me. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, it is deliberately designed with the old school aesthetic uh, looking. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of people call it kind of like what a Sonic game would look like if they made it on the Sega Saturn, uh, but mostly skewing towards the Genesis style of um, sprites, background design. Um, and in the probably the biggest point of like contention of this game is that it remixes a lot of the old style even to the point of having full stages uh, as part of the main experience. Um, this game has 12 zones, uh, the same as 13. Sonic and Knuckles do. Uh, no, I think it's 12. What's the 13th? Green Hill, Chemical Plant, Studiopolis, Flying Battery, Press Garden, Stardust Speedway, Hydro City, Mirage Saloon, Oil Ocean, Lava Reef, Metallic Madness, Titanic Monarch, and Egg Reverie. Oh, that's right, Egg Reverie. That was in um, plus, I believe. Ah, uh, that's right. But um, I, uh, anyway, you have thirteen zones, and of them, eight of which have been totally remixed from previous games in the series. Um, from your Green Hill Chemical Plant, uh, Star Speedway, Star Speedway, Flying Battery. Um, this game is a essentially as much a remix of the old Sonic content with a little bit of new thrown in to differentiate it. We have a, um, uh, much like Sonic and Knuckles, you have uh, three playable characters from the start, two more if you pick up the DLC. And from there, the you know you choose your character and start just running through levels. Uh, most of them follow the same left to right, although you do have to go up, down, and sometimes through different tracks uh, as the level continues. They have different paths. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's a Sonic game. Uh, I really hope I don't have to explain too much about how Sonic games work. And even, we'll go, I think even yeah. past that, it's more of a love letter to Sonic games originally. Like, all of the remix levels have something about the original level that sort of made them strong um and they really extrapolate on that like green hill zone everybody that's played a sonic game knows green hill zone like it's that's sort of been their motif like it's the level in super smash brothers they use like mm -hmm. it's sort of like this is sort of the look we have chose to g give sonic so um but even the level in this game is done so drastically different from the original that it's while i guess Theme-wise, it's the same. It feels like a much more expanded version of what it could have been. It's interesting, because the way that I've always kind of imagined how the zones end up in this game is that the first zone is kind of like, or the first act of each zone is the like the greatest hits version of it, if it's a remix stage 
like the green hill zone uh the first stage of the game literally borrows lots of geometry from the original level yeah it takes chunks then, out of it and sort of pastes it in different places and then the second act uh goes in a totally like new direction and has you know it has them playing around with different mechanics from the level or doing new things with uh are doing entirely new mechanics some of which might be borrowed from other sonic games but in any case the second acts are always like a surprise whereas the first one is kind of like a comfortable retread yeah because they want uh, you to I get think, familiar yeah. with it on the first act and then the second act is like all right you know this thing we're going to give you more of that thing um but i think we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves uh jordan where do you go back with sonic uh i had a sega master system so sonic one you had a sega master system mm-hmm. Had the original Shinobi, the original Sonic, Shining in the Dark. If you didn't put a cartridge in, you could play huh. the snail game. Uh, which I found out later, the Sega Master System actually has more than one game. And if you hold buttons when you're starting it up, it'll load a different game. We just played the Snail Maze game, and it was awesome. That's so weird. Um, yeah, I know. Was, I'm old. It's weird, yeah. huh? <laughs> well, I, I, I've never met anybody who actually owned a Master System. Yeah, uh, that was I my first a, console. It, we didn't get a Nintendo until I was five or six it was right before that's, my brother was born that's amazing yeah uh the earliest consoles that i remember playing are the sega genesis and i guess my dad's windows 95 or 98 um and among those among the earliest games i remember playing at all was sonic 2 uh sonic 2 was the one i definitely so Aside from a handful of games on the Super Nintendo that I got really lucky with, because um, my dad, when we bought it, he got, like, Final Fantasy 2 II and 3. He got me Earthbound. He got me... Like, I still have the Earthbound oh, in lucky. the box. Some Well, so I'll tell a really quick story, because I tend to get long in the tooth about this stuff. So um, my dad got Fantasy Star for the Master System. I think it was for the Master System. The original one was either for the Master System or for the Genesis. I think uh, the original Fantasy Star was on the Master System. Maybe. All the sequels were on the Genesis. Genesis, yeah. And you can hold me accountable for that. Um, and then later on, we got the first Final Fantasy game. And um, uh, before I really got heavy into school, he, uh, I would make him read me the text. And eventually he was <laughs> like, I'm not doing this anymore. Let's teach you how to read. Um, so RPGs kind of hold a really special place in my heart. Because like, I, I, I started reading very, very young. Um, and voraciously once I could. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, like my my first my first Super Nintendo was both Final Fantasies, Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, and Secret of Mana. Which me and my dad uh, my dad found a multi tap for the Super Nintendo. Which good luck. Those things almost didn't exist. And uh, him, me, and my uh, brother who was three or four at the time uh he would just sort of play around as a third character because he didn't know what was going on while me and dad were doing the actual game um Mm -hmm. so i have like a lot of really fond memories of uh a lot of old gaming stuff because even my mom would play mario with us until she like died at one of the bowser castles in the very beginning and she kept jumping in the lava because she was mistiming it and we made fun of her and she said i swear to god i'm never gonna play another video game in my life and she kept true to that for 17 years. <laughs> and then she <laughs> played... Uh, uh, it was something in The Curse of the Mummy. It was a GameCube game. I think it was Sphinx in The Curse of the Mummy. Um, I don't remember the exact name, but it was sort of a 3D platformer. And uh, she loved it. And she put like 100 hours into that game. So it's... Uh, like So gaming, like, people are really weird. Like, when you were like, I didn't know anybody owned a Sega Master System. I was like, yeah. Like, I, I sort of was born into people that really enjoyed playing games as downtime. So uh, it's it's definitely been in my thing for a while. And that's my aside, but yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's different. Um, So, the big, like, Sonic has been, it's some, like, a figure that I've recognized ever since I was a little kid, and... You know, if there's a game that made me a gamer, for better and for worse, it was Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. So, I like, we were the fan, like, we had a Dreamcast when I was growing up. Uh, like, that's the first console I remember my parents buying and taking to the house, as opposed to having always been there, like the Genesis was. Yeah. Um, I remember we got the Dreamcast for, like, Christmas or something, and... 
the, the funny thing with all these like older Sega consoles is always like, oh yeah, my dad got it, and uh, like it was in theory for him, but in reality, it ended up being for the kids. Um, yeah, and that was I... that was where like things were weirded out for me because like when we got the the Genesis, um, kind of backpedaling a little bit just because I didn't make that point. Um, we played the Genesis outside of the RPGs we had on the Super Nintendo. There were better Genesis games overall. Mm-hmm. You had like General Chaos, Ranger X, uh, Biometal. No, Biometal was both. Um, you had Shining Force. You had the Fantasy Star series. Um, there were a lot of games uh, on the Genesis that were very, very good. And like I still replay Shining Force 2 like to date. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the games that I'll go back and play probably once a year. Uh, also, Chrono Trigger, which you still have to finish. You giant, we're working on it. You we're giant leaner. Um, so yeah, so this is um, Dreamcast was Sonic Adventure. That my that was my brother's first console. He saved up money. We couldn't find a physical copy where we were, so we were at a pawn shop in Hot Springs, Arkansas, vid- visiting my grandparents. And they had a Dreamcast on sale for like half of what it was worth normally. So we bought mm-hmm. that and then we found out you could burn the games because there's no, uh, there wasn't any could, region yeah, locking but, on it. Well, there's no region locking and, and like no, the Dreamcast has like, the, it, it'll just run any disc. Like yeah. you can play like any disc in it. Yeah, it, You can even like easily set it up to like hack it to play DVDs, I think. Oh, absolutely. It was it was 100% a thing. So any game that we couldn't find a copy of, because Dreamcast games were kind of hard to find if you weren't on the East or West Coast or in a very large mm-hmm. like population. Mm-hmm. So uh, any game we couldn't buy, we would burn. We, we specifically tried to purchase them first. And Dreamcast games were hard to find. Like, even online, when, like, Amazon first started getting on, or eBay, um, they were really difficult. It's unfortunately that kind of weird case of a console that was not beloved in its time, and now people really do look back and, and you know, consider it to have been something truly special. So there is a high demand for a lot of Dreamcast games and not much supply. Um, now on the flip side, it's not too bad to actually get a Dreamcast, or if you actually want to play the games, it's not too bad since the aforementioned piracy problem. But, um, I guess going, going back, so Sonic Adventure 1 is, Sonic Adventure is a game. It is not a game that has particularly aged that great, uh, as have lots of games made in 1998. But where else could you roll around at the speed of sound? That, that's not until Sonic Adventure 2. I that's know. happens. But Sonic uh, Adventure but... 1 had some bangers in it. Like, it's weird that those games' soundtracks stand out more than the games themselves as a test of time. Well, so, uh, well, right, so that that's a real hot take, and it's one I actually slightly agree with, because Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 have some of my favorite soundtracks ever made, period, hard stop. Like, they are so good. I literally keep them in my, you know in my library of music that i listen to but do you like pumpkin hill ironically or unironically i don't know jordan i don't think i'll ever know (laughs) like it's got a good beat you know and yeah it's goofy as shit but damn if i don't want to sing along to it it's just every time it comes on it's just that guy in the pumpkin hat dancing to the old wgn like spooktacular (laughs) cartoon episode i don't know it's just it gets me every time and I'm, I'm sure one day we're going to come back to this well, probably a few times. But yeah, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, for what faults they do have, are games that have, for better or worse, totally stuck with me. And I, you know, I go back to them I all the time, and they still have a, a very, very special place in my heart. Um, and, you know, uh, I could get into the whole discourse of Sonic games, um, you know, all of them the very different ways people feel about them. And Sonic's had a probably the most up and down history of any major video game character. That's a really funny way of saying Mega Man, but I'll let you finish. Um, well, I was going to say, the, you know, there, and the thing about Sonic is that love it or hate it at this point, he has outlived so many other characters that, you know, you can, you can make your jokes, but, they've made it this far and part of that is just on the strength of the original games 
the goodness of some of the later games that would come. Uh, the you know he's, he's got such a great design, and Sonic has also had a really strong media presence outside of just being a video game character. He's had a comic series, multiple comic series, in fact, multiple animated series, and since the and you know that that has created you know a pretty long lasting character and one that is still pretty endearing. And while we don't, and the thing is, while the actual quality of the games has varied quite a bit, and you know, even not even before you know the jump to 3D, Sonic didn't necessarily have the rock solid track record that somebody like Mario had. But I think Sonic was fine up until 3D Blast, and things got a little weird. 3D Blast is kind of really bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm really not a fan of uh, Spinball. Uh, I don't think that's a very fun game. Sonic Spinball. Uh, so once you get the game, it's fine, but it has such a crazy barrier of entry. <laughs> Now the real question is: Is are you uh, are you a mean bean machine aficionado too? No, I I play Tetris. <laughs> don't like buddy. Puyo Pop. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Puyo Pop. I guess uh, I don't know. It mean be and we'll we'll come back to this later because there's a mean mean machine boss in Sonic Mania, which is that and that's I think getting back on the Mania track. That's something that I really appreciate about it is that it. It's kind of a love letter to not just the old Sonics. It's kind of a love letter to, like, all Sonic stuff. Um, it really ends up being a, a love letter to Genesis Sonic and the Genesis in general. And that kind of say, early Sega stuff. I don't really think it has a whole lot of shout-outs or anything to any of the stuff post-adventure. So, I think it ends up mostly being a tribute to that early genesis sonic stuff but for what it is it is really really good it has lots of callbacks um and i really think that if you're any kind of fan of the original classic sonic games and of genesis games you're gonna have a lot of fun just with the references and some of the you know like you know jokes that are just sort of made for fans that are in this game yeah there's there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff that happens that like if you're not really deep into sonic mythos you won't really get it um, cause like I am a, I am probably what you would call a mid-level Sonic fan. Like I played pretty much every Sonic game. I read the comics. I watched the series when they were out. I know a bunch of furry artists that do, that make their living off of Sonic fan stuff. So like, I get it. I respect it. It's not my thing, but okay. I kind of respect it. I need to walk that back. Uh, there are, <laughs> there are lines and you people cross them, and you know what I mean by you people. We won't we won't say the furry word, but um, it's and Derek, I believe, uh, just having known you as long as I have, he is what you would consider like more of a Sonic guru. Like he knows a lot of the obscure, uh, kind of less tongue in cheek jokes, like some of the more uh, esoteric stuff that really goes on behind the scenes for a lot of like, especially the newer continuity stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've, at this point in my life, I've, I've just kind of come, begin resigned to being a, like, if you look at my Twitter page, I'm like Sonic Historian, and that's like, yeah, I really, I take this stuff pretty seriously, I keep up to date with all the comics and the, you know, the, the news on the movie, I've played just about all of the main Have you become games. drunk with power since they've changed and you want to demand <laughs> Big the Cat? <laughs> yeah little bit uh and oh man i i uh, this is you know gonna be dated by you know it being it being not you know not movie time yet but i i, I am just so baffled at the amount of turns we've already taken with that movie and it's not even out yet it's um there aren't that many movies that go that have that many heel turns in a row like at this point, you know, again, I, I've sort of resigned myself to saying that yes, I'm gonna have to watch it. In the same way that I said to myself when I was 13, okay, Derek, you have to beat Sonic 06. It's not because it's good, not because you, not because you have to, but because this is something you just have. Or not because, <laughs> not because you want to, but this is, this is something you have to do. Like, you just gotta. This and... is my crusade given to me by the Lord. Mm -hmm. this is this is the path i must walk and 
You know, I think, and I think Sonic. While you were out dating, I was studying the ways of the hedgehog. (laughs) I studied the Genesis. Um, But, you know, at this point, um, we've had lots of ups and downs, but Sonic Mania, you know, coming back to this, uh, you know, the, the topic of discussion for today, you know, this is a really good time. Um, the new zones are uh, Studiopolis, the um, Mirage Saloon, Press Garden, Mirage and Titanic Saloon. Monarch. Press Mirage yep. Saloon is probably one of my favorite levels in the game. Uh, Press Garden is a close like third, and that's only because that level is fucking weird. Uh, Press Garden is my favorite of the new zones, mostly because Act Two is so pretty. Um, it's gorgeous, but it is both are weird. Great. It is really weird, and it's got a lot of references to Shinobi. Yeah, which I thought was weird as fuck. Um, that's a great stage. Studiopolis is great. The second the the tracks on both the tra- the sorry the music on both stages is so good. I well, love and I think that's Studiopolis. that's a really good reliable part is that Sonic has always stood out musically compared to other games. And they really put that into account in this one. Like, I don't think there's an awful track on this one. There are some subpar ones, but for the most part, like, it all stands out. You sort of recognize what they're going for, and you can attribute it generally to where it is. Like, So, and I'd like to take a sec to say, uh, so the guy who did the soundtrack for this game is T. Lopes. He remixed all the, he remixed all the music from the previous game zones, and we have a bunch of new tracks for the new levels and he does such a fantastic job i love these mixes some of them view a little too close to the original to i i really feel like to be full remixes but for the most part they're just fantastic and i i you know i bought this whole soundtrack and i haven't bought the vinyl yet but i'm again i come back to it a lot it's great um and real quick, uh, you know, we've kind of totally bypassed the story. So this game starts uh, much like Sonic. <laughs> a Sonic game has does. a story? Uh-huh. Uh, eh, kind of. Um, it starts like Sonic 3 does with uh, Sonic and Tails going to investigate something on Angel Island. When they get there and they find Dr. Robotnik in the middle of stealing uh, the MacGuffin, a, uh, this red stone called the Phantom Ruby. And uh, he activates it with some of his robots nearby, and um, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles all get thrown through time and space back to Green Hill. And so that explains the whole, you know, jumping between old zones and, you know, across very different sections of Sonic history over these, over Sonic 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, and Sonic CD. And, um, yeah, the, each level kind of has a little transition between, like, to get from one to the other, and it involves a little bit of time travel shenanigans, but eventually they catch up to Dr. Robotnik, uh, and well, his, uh, there gang are, of bosses. Yeah, they're, like, yeah. there's a gang of robots that are specifically, like, uh, the E-series, kind of, from, uh, it was the E-series from, mm-hmm. uh, Adventure, except they're, like, yeah very highly customized like there is samurai bot there is magician bot (laughs) yeah i think it's like heavy king heavy rider heavy ninja and something else or heavy shinobi something like that Um, they're and they're very interesting for sonic designs like you can tell that like um they've got good character designs yeah and there's they're, they're a lot of fun to watch um and they make for good bosses um they're called the hard boiled heavies because it's an egg joke Mm-hmm. it's an they, uh, egg joke well they're specifically designed i think after the like little uh, bad nicks that carry around bazookas the egg robos or whatever from sonic 3 and knuckles but um yeah they do kind of have like that e-series uh e-series design mentality well, they've got like the too. they've got the e-series frame like the way the anth- the way they're anthropomorphized the way they're bipedal is kind of the same so like they're very mm-hmm. e-series-esque Mm-hmm. And then um, graphically for the mo- and then you know and the whole game kind of ends with going to one more Eggman base to take him out for good in a giant robot. Uh, that's the Titanic Monarch Zone, 
and I won't really spoil what else happens because there is a little bit of extra stuff at the end. Um, but you get to play as, like with Sonic 3 and Knuckles, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. Sonic um, Maurice Sonic... Hedgehog. His middle name is not The. <laughs> uh, um, Sonic himself uh, plays like he does in 3 and Knuckles for the most part. He, um, I think Sonic is probably the most straightforward one. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can't fly, but he still gets extra powers with the uh, elemental shields. And you can, uh, instead of having an insta shield like in 3, he does, um, you can, if you hold down uh, your, like, jump button while you're in the middle of a jump, uh, when he touches the ground, he'll zip off into spin dash. This is called the drop dash. Yeah, it's actually, uh, I don't, if you've ever watched any speed runs of this, there's a lot of uh, frame goofiness for doing that. So, like, Mm-hmm. The drop dash is very fun. It is a interesting Sonic move, um, and obviously, it have it only having existed in Sonic mechanics for like three years is kind of surprising. Like it's something that works very fluidly in. Uh, well, it's it's interesting because I want to say it was something that was tested uh, by the developers when they were just making fan hack games. And and by the way, <laughs> the main developers on this game, Christian Whitehead and the tax man, I'm, I can't remember his uh, real name at the moment, but they were both started as fan hackers, like guys who would mess around and make uh, custom make levels fan and games. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Custom levels, fan games. And Christian Whitehead got hired to do, mobile ports of sonic one and two um along with a full remake of sonic cd like the sonic cd game that you get nowadays if you buy it it's not a if you went on steam or playstation 4 or anything like that it is not the actual one that came out on sega cd or pc originally yeah it is not the original sega cd it is its own it is its own like from the ground up remake um for better or worse and it's it's so well done. It's a, it's great. I love it. And um, you know, they basically decided to let them make their own game after you know. And in fairness, the Sonic fan base is so unpleasable that um, nobody has any concrete idea of what they actually want. But oh, that's not true. You, know. you guys are all perfectly unreasonable. <laughs> um, but. After Sonic 4 kind of flopped um, and wasn't particularly that well-received, uh, I think the idea was to try to appeal to nostalgia with something like this. And Sonic has been, you know, appealing to nostalgia quite a bit for the last 10 years. Um, well, they've had some, just some some bombs. Like, the Werehog was bad. Uh, Sonic and the Dark Knight, I believe, were actually... Sonic and the Black Knight. And the Black Knight. That was actually a pretty good throwback to the original like sonic like formula yeah, sonic of the black knight's fine sonic unleashed is great you know if you just snip out the werehog but... yeah, like half the game <laughs> more than but yeah. I, I don't even hate the werehog because it's just kind of like god of war but um you know we had sonic generations which was great sonic colors which was fantastic uh sonic lost world was all right i i actually like that game but it's not the best um we had what sonic had forces sonic... Sonic Forces in the same year as Sonic Mania, which did not go over very well. No. Is, you know, also a pretty contentious game, but from what I under but from what I have, you know, seen and played, it's fine, TM. <laughs> it's 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 I think a letdown for a lot of 3D fans, but it's it's okay. Which is, you know, it's not a Sonic 06 kind of thing or a Sonic Boom and Cool oh Boy, uh that's a whole topic for another day, but um but they deliberately wanted to make a a game in the style of the 2D old school Sonic games that people are generally pretty fond of. And um, the way that the game kind of ends up is not just as a remix of these old games, but it throws in a lot of new new elements, some new gameplay mechanics, and you know, most famously, like I said, the the different the new zones. And the whole look of the game, while not just being a, you know, well, mostly being faithful to the old Genesis style, occasionally kind of goes for an early 3D look, like deliberately almost like a Saturn game. And I think that's very interesting. Yeah, like the frame rate is always very consistent, no matter how fast you're going in the game, because it is built on a modern engine. Um, I don't know if it maxes out at 60. I think it's a 30 frame lock. 
That I do not know off the top of my head. Yeah, I want to say it's sixty FPS pretty consistently. Um, it could be. I don't. I don't know specifically how it's locked, so I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, but it's it's a pretty game. Uh, the colors pop, the movement isn't muted. It's very quick, um, and it feels good while you're playing it. Like it's always fine. You know, like it doesn't really run into any like momentum issues. I guess like it's always pretty much moving itself. Well, and, and like the classic games, there is, you know, the old style physics of, uh, um, there is that old school physics of, you know, you have momentum when you run, if you run into, if you roll into a ball, you get launched up when you go on a ramp, that kind of thing. The other, uh, the other real nice thing about the game is, you know, is not just that it looks great and sounds great. Um, the presentation is, you know, overall just, you know, very poppy. Um, although it wasn't the best at launch, a lot of the like transition animations and some little quality of life things weren't added until later. Um, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit with the DLC too, but, um, you, in addition to Sonic, who, you know, the main character of the game, you have Tails and Knuckles available to play. Tails can fly, uh, through the levels, uh, like pretty much indiscriminately, the levels are designed around him being able to do that, so... There are a lot of stop no... points. Like, the thing about Tails yeah. I didn't like playing was he's the one character where you kind of notice sort of the break in speed because, like, you fly, you fly, you fly, okay, I have to do this run puzzle, you fly, you fly, fly, I have to do this run puzzle, etc. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a lot easier to sort of break down the game with him. Yeah, you kind of see the different chunks, and... He's probably the best for exploration, if that's what you like. He's also, I would say, the easy mode of the game, because he has the same jump as Sonic, and because he can fly, he can avoid a lot of uh, annoying ground obstacles. So he makes bosses like probably the easiest, and in general, while not maybe the fastest to get through the levels, he is probably the easiest to just make it through the game. Yeah, I, uh, I beat it with Sonic first. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I think, I'm trying to, like, I feel like Sonic is probably, like, quote-unquote the purest way to do it, just because all of the levels internally are designed around that specific way to play the game. Um, Knuckles gets a couple of nods here or there, but it's still, like, there's some plotting points to him. I think that... Knuckles and Knuckles is kind of again like he makes the levels pretty easy because he can climb, glide, and um, fight. He yeah, and fight. No, but um, he makes the levels pretty easy to explore. And but he's not necessarily the best fighting bosses because his his jump is a little gimped compared to Sonic. It oh yeah, he high. doesn't get nearly as much air. So you have to you have to plan him a little more. He's a lot harder to fight the bosses with, I find. So if you kind of want like easy bosses but harder like um, like harder levels, you want to play Sonic. If you want uh, harder bosses but easy levels, play Knuckles. And if you just want a, a comfortable ride, play Tails. Um, and the levels are all designed with these characters in mind, albeit not maybe to the same extent that Sonic Three and Knuckles were. Um, you do have a couple of sections that are clearly designed specifically for Knuckles to be able to get through. Um, in fact, uh, there, he has his own level, uh, Mirage Saloon Act 1, which is entirely for Knuckles. Like, Sonic and Tails instead play a totally different level, um, and it's totally designed around his abilities. Um, but yeah, um, you kind of make it through... You can, you can also, which is neat is have a co-op, uh, is have a buddy with you, so you can play Sonic and Tails, uh, Knuckles and Tails, or Knuckles and Sonic, and have the AI out, out like, jump at enemies, kind of like it is in Sonic 2. Um, and this can also, um, this can be very easily abused. Probably the easiest way to play the game is Sonic and Tails, because if you play them together, Sonic can use Tails to kind of fly around and pick them up, and that makes the game even easier but it's not like it's this game is a cakewalk uh it is in that it is you know kind of designed with that classic uh mentality uh, i wouldn't say it ever gets too hard most of the game's pretty easy to get through 
Uh, but you will stumble a few times. Not really so much with the levels, I think, but the bosses are generally the hardest Yeah, parts. I never... I can't really think of a part in the game where the level was giving me so much issue that I couldn't get past anything. Like, it's all... I'm not going to say it's the bare definition of, like, the old school hold right, you'll get there kind of thing. Um, it does take some timing and a little bit of learning, but for the most part, it's... Um, if if you can try mm-hmm. modicumly, you will you will beat the game. Oh, yeah. Um, there are a couple of difficult bosses, and um, I think your enjoyment... Uh, and again, as you get towards the end of the game, the levels get kind of long. Um, if we were, like... If oh, I yeah, the last, like, four or five levels are uh, three or four times longer than the first four or five. Like, they're significantly different. Um, the game does have a timeout function, so if you spend more than ten minutes on a level, you die. Um, like the classic games, and the level length gets close to Sonic and Knuckles levels at times. Towards, I want to say the back four. Um, the last level, I know a lot of fellow, a lot of people who played it for, like for the first time have timed out in Titanic Monarch and Metallic Madness. But um, for Titanic most, Monarch is just a big level. It's a big level, and especially the second act because that one's a non-linear level but um the last like the last four ish levels of the game are where it's at its hardest i would say and it's and nothing insurmountable. Just do the length no definitely like not. if it the thing is is all sonic games sort of do the thing that uh games do like they give you the building blocks through the beginning to about the midpoint and then the game gets a little more difficult and then it sort of at its worst is annoyingly difficult it's never like ball busting it's never like hard it's just if i put 20 minutes into this i will do it kind of things Mm -hmm. it reminds me what's interesting is that they once again kind of start off with a really with like you know they start with green hill and then the second level is chemical plant like in sonic 2 which i always thought was weird because it's such a massive jump in difficulty between like what's expected of you um but then for the most part, the, 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 the middle half of the game, like stage three through uh, seven, are none of the levels are particularly that challenging. Um, and then it starts to pick up again towards the end. Um, but yeah, like Chemical Plant is once again uh, a little bit of a hard level after Green Hill. But it's nothing. Well, you can't the design get past. the design ideas from Sonic One to Sonic Two were also drastically different. Like the level design from Green Hill to Chemical Plant. Is... You mean that Sonic Two was actually about going fast? <laughs> yeah, like they 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 have very different design mentalities, and you sort of see it here too. In between some of the levels, like comparing a level from Sonic One to Sonic and Knuckles is very very different. Um, and not in the and sense the NCD. Yeah, the, the CD levels are very drastically different from everything else, though. The CD levels have the most verticality, and I think that's that's something that is very loved or hated amongst the Sonic fan base with how CD is different than the others in terms of design. Um, but I really like their I really like the CD levels coming back here, and same with. Uh, most of the other ones i think the only zone that um i don't like that came back is probably uh probably hydro city That's yeah i was it feels i'm it glad feels we so both agree because hydro <laughs> city is just yeah. like it's like oh hey here's this like minute long underwater zone and you're like oh god i don't care i mean if they were gonna pick a single underwater level i guess it's i guess hydro city is the best one it's just it was such a bad level in three. Like I, I could have I could have played this game and not done an underwater level. And I know that's kind of the meme amongst a lot of uh video games. But like mm-hmm. Sonic levels underwater are just torture. Yeah, I don't really feel like they I I, I think a Hydro Hydro City was probably the best one they could have picked if they had to have an underwater level. Um but I don't know. It's it's okay. It's probably the level that I think is the least interesting. Although it does have my favorite boss in the in the Act One of Hydra City. Let's let's uh, uh, let's pretend Eggman knows how to snorkel. 
Oh yeah, that, uh, and then you, you you hijack his machine and start <laughs> throwing him into bombs. It's great. Um, you you have a lot of original bosses for this game, and a couple of returning ones or twists on older ones. Um, like you have ones all the way back from Sonic One. Uh, the Death Egg Robot returns. Metal Sonic's here. Metal Sonic's such a um, cool fight too. That that whole like the orchestration on the Metal Sonic track is good. The level is fun. The boss fight is fun. Like if you have never played the original Metal Sonic fight, like this is a very good version of it. Yeah, it's a it's a great time. It's probably the best. So- it's probably the best Metal Sonic fight we've ever gotten. Um, Out of all three of them. Uh, well, there was one in Generations. There was, uh, spoiler alert, the one in Sonic Heroes, although that's barely a spoiler. Um, you did, know, did you, it come out more than six months ago? I think you're safe from the spoiler time. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, he's he's a he's a fun fight, kind of long, but he's fine. Now that's the um, only thing is it the 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 Metal Sonic fight is strategically different because the fight is consistently moving, so. There are a lot of points where you're going to be like, I don't know how I'm supposed to fight this. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just a long fight, uh, but it, it is very fun, and it's got a good soundtrack to it. And uh, it, it's just kind of that penultimate, like, Sonic CD is so much different than everything else kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Sonic CD is such a fascinating game, and it has such an interesting, like, game mechanic that I really wish they would go back and do again in a modern game. And here they don't have it, which is a little disappointing, but it was still great to hear those tracks again, and the aesthetics are just fantastic. Um, and that's, and you know, I, I, I think that over spoiling the amount of like fan, fan loving goodness in this game is gonna, you know, is gonna poison the well. But it really is a lot of fun for fans. I will say though, um, I do have a couple of criticisms of the game and uh, i'd actually like to hear from you first so i think my only actual criticism of the game outside of um depending on the character you play there are some mechanical stops that don't hold mustard very well um they don't they don't sort of keep the spirit of the game moving is um i think it's short i think in the land of the video games that we play now, um, they could have easily... And, and yeah, you don't want, like, a 50-level Sonic game that kind of overstays its welcome. <laughs> but, like, I ran through the Sonic side of the game in, like, three hours. It's about a three-hour game the first time you play it, and you have to kind of get used to the levels and mechanics. Yeah, And I but... think for a newer fan, it might be a little longer if they're not really well-versed in the classic games. I'll say this, I'm not the best at the classic games. I'm very bad at special stages and I don't like I don't memorize the levels. Um but that being said, I'm pretty good at Sonic 2 <laughs> and like besides a couple of the bosses in this one, it, it's a like my first playthrough was probably about 3 4 hours. Yeah, I think um my Steam's closed right now otherwise I'd tell you. I think it was two and a half, three 3 hours for me and like I've I've played pretty much every old Sonic game. Um, mm-hmm. to the point of like Sonic 2 was the only game I had on the Genesis for like six months so I got real good at Sonic 2 a lot, a lot of mileage out of that <laughs> yeah. one Sonic 2 got some hours on it um, um, all the bosses are fine I think I think there just needed to be like four or five more levels I think there needed to be like another about hour hour and a half maybe two hours worth of playthrough um, I think for the characters and obviously this is a developer thing, but it sort of stands as I think they should have given each character their own route through the levels instead of making them more homogenized with like, hey, Knuckles goes through this wall and pops out on the other part. Like, I, I think they should have discerned that a little better. Um, I kind of understand where you're coming from. I think it's about the right length. I would say that... I like, well, I like the remix zones. The new zones are so good that it kind of makes you want a whole game of the new zones. And yeah, I think I, I think we're, we both agree that, like, if there had been, like, three or four more new zones, it would have been probably the perfect length. Because the new zones are, like, 
you will the know. New zones are stunning. Yeah, you will know the second you go into a new zone because like there is nothing outside of maybe Studiopolis. Um, you haven't seen these zones before remotely in a Sonic game. Like they take very different aesthetic tones. But they and they never feel like they couldn't belong in a Sonic game, though. It's no, they're like they're of the epitome of Sonic. It's just that they are fresh, and that's really mm-hmm. hard to do in the the day of our Lord twenty twenty. <laughs> Especially when every game has like a Green Hill knockoff, if yeah. not Green Hill directly, um, or Casino Zone. Like they did Casino mm-hmm. Zone, how many different times? Enough, more than enough. I think that. Um, and, and tying with that, I, I would have liked to see more original stuff. Um, I think the length is fine, but I um, I think that the game recycles a, like a little too much from Sonic 3 and Knuckles as opposed to the other games specifically. Um, and I really mean that with the special stages and the... Uh, um, just the general overall design of the game. The spe- they picked like the worst special stages to do. It's Blue Sphere. Blue Who Sphere. Who doesn't love Blue Sphere? Blue Am Sphere I right? Are fucking awful. So, and I don't care. Fact, like, I don't know if yeah. the Sonic fandom's all about that shit. You can fight me all you want. Like, so ironically, Blue Sphere is still better than uh, the Half Pipe in Sonic Two. The Half Pipe in Sonic Two was fun. That's something I Blue disagree. Sphere will I never be able to say. I hate the half pipe. I just I wish they had they had come up with something slightly different for this one because playing Blue Sphere fifteen times is I don't want to do it. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, on the flip side, the the special stage that they do have where you actually get Chaos Emeralds in, uh, I think is is actually pretty good. It's, it's fun. a UFO race kind of thing. Where you yeah, and honestly, if that entire thing, if that was the special zone or the special stage, the entire game, I would have been fine with it. Like I was fine playing that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the reappearance of Blue Sphere, I think, is kind of eh. I do think some of the levels go on a little too long for their own good, and um, I would have liked a little like I I don't necessarily want maybe like I would have liked to have a few more levels that are like specifically designed for each character, but I'm sure that was a budget time constraint thing because I'm sure this game did not have a super big budget and. It it did get delayed a little bit when it was in um, in development, but I I think it could have you know if they if they had a little bit more time and more money they might have been able to. My biggest gripe is how come we got Chemical Plant Zone and Oil Ocean Zone from Sonic Two, and you could have picked literally any other level from Sonic Two and been fine. (laughs) I think Chemical Plant was like is such an iconic level that they I guess they felt they had to pick. Sure, but you don't have to do it and Oil Ocean like they're such similar levels. Mm-hmm. But an oil ocean, I think, is just more fun to look at. I like that level's design a lot. They, they could have done um, Night City. They could have done anything. They could have done uh, Hilltop Zone. They could have done Mystic Cave. I would have loved Mystic to see Cave. Would have been good. Yeah, that would have um, been a good level to expand upon. But it, hell, that's... like hot, like hot take. I love Metropolis Zone. I would have Metropolis Zone is fine. A bit of that. It's um, got a good aesthetic. It feels good. It's a fun level to run. Like. It's got my favorite. It's got that's probably my favorite track in Sonic Two. I wow, Metropolis, so. that's a that's a strong opinion you have. The spicy take, um, not counting the Death Egg theme. Not counting the, the Death, Death Egg, Egg theme, theme is theme. very good. Um, I, I will say that if that if that is your if that is the concession, then yes, absolutely. But I think it's my favorite level track in that game. Um. I could have done with a little bit more Sonic C- CD stuff. Um, I do like I, the aesthetic of that game a lot. I think the they were playing safe because, like, the vertical parts are apparently very divisive. I did not know no, that, but I can divisive. imagine it. Yeah, it's really more that because a lot of the levels in Sonic CD are become mazes. Like they they get very maze like, and that's very divisive for people. I'm I'm myself i'm not sure exactly how to feel about it because sometimes the levels in cd feel really good and sometimes they feel really long and boring um yeah because like what's the perfect length for a sonic level like a minute minute and a half like there's no way to really like i think like three to five minutes is the perfect length i think five minutes on a sonic level is a long time though like 
three towards the beginning and five towards the end. I think when you start getting past the five minute mark, that's when it gets a little draining. And I'm not expecting like, and I think with a short length thing, I think that's, I think the 12 zones is perfectly acceptable because this game is not meant to be a long slog. It's meant to be the kind of thing that you replay. So like a three hour game or two to three hour game is perfectly fine in my book. Um, and I think the characters do add some replayability. Like, uh, I've you know I've played this game with all the characters. I haven't completed it with the DLC characters, and I'll talk about them in just a second. But um, you know I I have a lot of fun playing it with all three. I think I think my favorite way to play through it actually is probably is probably Sonic, but Knuckles is really close. I don't know. I didn't like. I was fifty fifty on Knuckles. The levels I really enjoyed with Knuckles were like eh, because like. When we got Sonic 3 and then Sonic and Knuckles came out, uh, yes, I had the snap-on. Uh, yeah. Sonic and the, the Knuckles levels in Sonic and Knuckles were crazy good. And they were so mm-hmm. different. It was a big departure from, like, the Sonic level at that time. So Because you didn't do the same thing. So it was very different. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that was the issue here is that a lot of the, the Knuckles parts of the levels were just so homogenized with the rest of the level that it didn't really matter. It's like, oh, hey, I do this different thing for 30 seconds, and then it's done. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I think I think Knuckles plays very fine in this, and he's, you know, still a lot of fun. And I think for a lot of folks, the best, like, you know, I, I think I think having that, that choice does open lots of replayability options. The levels all have different routes you can take, so there's lots to explore, and there's lots of goodies like supersonic or additional um, additional extras that you get for completing the special stage that can make the game even more different. Like you can unlock different uh, moves for Sonic to use, like the um, like the Insta Shield from Three or the Super Peel Out from CD. Um, the Super Peel Out's a wild move, by the way. I always thought it was a little weird because, like, we already have the spin dash, so... Yeah, but it's just the the feel of it's the, better, right? The, the feel of it's good, yeah. I agree. It's It doesn't do anything specifically better, it just feels good. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's um, the thing about Sonic, right? Like, you want something with, like, a little force, a little, like, momentum, and it sort of gives you that kind of feel. I guess I could see that. It is... And you know these these games are not particularly complicated to play through. There's it's it's more about the individual beats you find in the level, little set pieces, and just how you m- maneuver through the terrain. Um, none of the characters have you know with Sonic games, none of the characters have really expansive move sets on what they can do. It's not like the game changes drastically depending on if you have a different power up, like if you're playing Mario or whatever. No, 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 not at all. And it is fun to blaze through the levels really fast, like like it is in any other Sonic game, once you know what you're doing. All right, so let's talk about the characters that uh, no one has ever heard okay. of. Okay, okay. so um, we have Ray the Flying Squirrel and Mighty the Armadillo. Who is from Chaotix. I know that one. Mm-hmm. Ray the Flying Squirrel was from uh, Sega Sonic, uh, which is an arcade game. And I want to say he appeared in one other title, but it is I can't remember it for the life of me. That is the only one off the top of my head that I remember him being in. And that is a arcade game where you control the characters with a trackball. I have never played it. I don't think a lot of people have played it, and I've only ever seen it on an emulator. It looks like trash. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't recall it being uh, very um, well done, but. Like, literally, we haven't seen either of these characters in well over 20 years, uh, but they brought them back for Mania Plus, which is the DLC um, pack for Sonic Mania, uh, or the physical version you can buy in a store. It is, um, it's like five bucks for the DLC, or it makes it a $30 game if you buy it on disc, which I think is an acceptable price either way. Um, with it, you get an additional, um, you get a remix mode of the game called, uh, Mania mode or called, uh, Encore mode, which changes the aesthetics of the levels and, um, just, and, um, and being, being a hundred percent honest, uh, I only played a little bit of the Encore mode because like, I don't think it changed enough to warrant like, oh, I'm well, going to go jam through it, this whole level like right now. 
it changes the aesthetics and instead of having lives you find the characters throughout the level and add it to like a roster and you can switch between them or do and they act as your lives so it's a little bit of a different mechanic and it's kind of nifty but it's it's not really that like out there the encore mode is just kind of a fun extra um but the two different characters are um a little bit of a different or enough of a different thing but they're almost entirely a new creation for these games so mighty the armadillo uh he was showed up in knuckles chaotix has effectively immunity to spikes and um he can um if he's rolling in a ball he reflects projectiles so that's like if you are jumping or whatever and these two things basically make him the easy mode of the game. Because he doesn't, like, um, I don't think his jump is gimped, so he can still, like, attack like Sonic can, and he just ignores a lot of the basic hazards. So he's pretty great if you want an easier time at the game. And then you have Ray, who is effectively, who's a lot like Tails, um... But the real difference is that his flight works kind of like you're playing uh, Super Mario World. Um, you can kind of tilt him up and down to do this elaborate flight. And it makes him really good at speedrunning the game if you know how to do it. And you can get some really crazy distance. Like if Tails gets lots of vertical distance from his flight, uh, Mighty can go, or sorry, Ray can go for the super long distance and just fly through levels. Um, but it is a very finicky to control. So he's kind of like a, another like kind of hard mode of the game in a sense, or like a another just alternate way to play. Yeah, I um, I like I said, I didn't play the DC characters, so I'm not 100 percent up on how they play. Um, I don't know. I guess they okay. I I don't really think they add a whole lot, but I think that uh, I've only re I've only. Through, between the two of them, I've only played as Mighty through a playthrough, and it's fine. He's okay. Um, I think that I, I kind of, I kind of like having the extra mobility that uh, Tails and Knuckles have, or at least with Sonic getting some extra oomph out of power ups. Um, yeah, because like, what's Mighty's shtick? Is he just an armadillo? He's just defensive. All right, that's that seems like a weird. That seems like a weird thing to institute in a game where being defensive is not good. <laughs> like I said, he does make the game pretty... He does make the game a little easier, which, you know, maybe if you have somebody who's new to Sonic games would be a good thing. And Ray's just kind of, again, like a variant on Tails when you really get down to it. But it's the DLC is I think it I think if you're gonna pick up this game now like I recommend you pick up a, a physical copy and you know you know get the little goodies that come with it and um I think thirty dollars is an asking price for this game is not too bad um, just picking it up on online you can get it for twenty assuming no sales or anything and that doesn't come with the DLC but I think twenty is a fair asking price for what is effectively a you know, a modern remix of Sonic 3 and Knuckles and the other classic Sonic games with a few new zones. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I don't... Honestly, I would have paid 30 35 bucks for it. Like, it's... It is definitely not a $60 game uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And it, and it wasn't developed with that Yeah, intent. but, like, honestly, if they cranked out, like, this style of Sonic game once every year, I'd pay 30 bucks a pop for them easily. Like, they're fun. I don't like, know about every year, but as long as they were well like curated and developed yeah. properly, like if they sat down and just busted out a hundred levels and broke them out in twenty level increments every year and a half, I would be totally fine with it. Well, and and you know that's kind of where we get you know going forward is, you know I love Sonic Mania, but I would if if they're going to continue and you know the feedback to this game was you know very positive. And most people were like, you know, we want more original zones. We want more original levels. I totally foresee a Sonic uh, Mania 2 in the near future um, or something similar that, you know, that still has that kind of Sega Genesis, Sega saturn aesthetic, but has all new zones, maybe a more original story idea, um, you know, from the ground up, a new game, you know, and I'm, I couldn't be happier if something like that came out. 
Yeah, I mean, other than Shadow the Edgehog, they've been pretty consistent with story. <laughs> um, oh, man. Oof. Yeah, that, well. was, that was intentional. Um, no, I I agree. Like, I And as far as, like, my final say for the game, um, it's fun. It, it's a throwback to Sonic. It's a throwback to something that, like, I had a lot when I was a child. So, like, there's a little bit of nostalgia involved. But, like... I don't really think there would be an issue with anybody picking it up to play it. Like, it's it's fun, it's easy, it's a quick run-through, it's fun to pick up. Um, and it gets you kind of all that, those original Sonic vibes, you know? Like, even if you never played it, you'll find that there's something kind of magic to it. It, it gets a little too close to, like, a greatest hits thing, I think, for me to, like, totally love it. As like I think it's that's, I think it's better for newer players than returning players though. Mm-hmm. Like well, those I, of you that didn't probably... aren't going to hunt down an emulator or a physical copy, um, it, it is a very good love letter to the original Sonic games. It's a fantastic like like for the fans experience, but I also do think like you kind of mentioned it's it's probably a good starting point for new players. Like if you've never played a two D Sonic game and you know you can get this. I would say this would be a good place to start and to kind of like maybe work backwards from. I think if you're a fan of 2D platformers in general, you can't go wrong. Uh, I think it's a great time, uh, a pretty game with, you know, solid gameplay and, you know, a lot to prove. I think for the future, it's the biggest bright spot of like the Sonic games for the past couple of years. And, you know, I don't really know what the future will hold for the series. Uh, still waiting on that movie. Um, but, uh, you know, for right now, this is a pretty good game. And I think you could do a, a lot worse. <laughs> Considerably worse. Yeah, I, th- I think in a day and age where we're cranking out games at such a high volume and they're, it, we're kind of going through sort of the music renaissance of the 2000s where we're putting out more content than there is quality. Um, but I think it's also mm-hmm. easier for smaller developers to do this kind of thing. Like take something that you sort of understand and make the magic out of. These guys started making fan levels out of Sonic two and three, like find a passion, do something with it, enjoy it. Like other people will respond if it's something that everybody likes. And this clearly was that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like this is the only game in the last ten years of Sonic where everybody, pretty much across the board, was like, "Yeah, this is fine," and Sonic fans are notoriously hard to fucking please. Oh yeah. Well, in you know, it's the kind of thing we're going forward. I I don't know what the next game in the series is going to be. There's a lot of rumblings about you know an adventure remake or. Um, maybe trying something again like uh like a boost game like sonic unleashed or you know something anything but this is like you know sonic if it like you know people want a sonic mania too that's like if there's one takeaway you can take away from the fan base it's that right now and yeah i mean hitting while the and the iron's hot like now it like the next year would be a very good time to release another sonic Mania. i'd be i'd be very surprised if we didn't get an announcement sometime this year about a sequel or a you know something similar to this game yeah because they've already the sort of let it cool crew. a little bit like it's it's two years down the line hot which you know like i said like after the sonic movie you know this year is when we need to start hearing some news on the new games before, uh, like people start getting really fucking worried. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's, I mean, it's we, something that icons yeah. go through. Like Mega Man hasn't had a decent game in forever. They do a single release every couple of years after a decade of no, like nonsense at all. You had Legends, you had Zero, oh, you had Battle. That Network. was a whole. That was a whole lot of weirdness with Mega Man. Yeah, and I mean, we're getting the Zero Collection and the ZX Collection combined in, like, a couple weeks, which I'm really excited about, but, like, the last new game was 10 or 11, and it was fine, I guess. Like, that's kind of the definition of a game who is trying to do the same thing too much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to do the same thing well, I guess is what I should say, but... Um... Yeah, so that's um, that's Sonic Mania. Like, if you're not a Sonic fan, it's fun. 
Uh, if you are a Sonic fan, you'll find something to like about it. Um, it if you are a Sonic fan, I, I just don't know why you haven't bought this game like three times already. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm I'm not a massive Sonic fan, but I I enjoyed the entire time I played it. It was fun, and that's not something I can say about a lot of things. Yep, you can get it right now on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, uh, Nintendo Switch, uh, or Steam. Steam. Yep. And I played it on PC, know, so. Yeah, no matter what you get it for, I think you'll have a good time. I don't know of any major problems with any of them, and I highly recommend you pick it up. Great time. All right, well, that is it for us. Uh, you enjoy... Uh, sorry for the hiatus, by the way. We uh, we had kind of the holidays kind of nailed us to the wall, so uh, that sucked. Yeah, thanks, but, Christmas. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Santa! Um, <laughs> so we're going to try to be a little bit better, and we're going to start keeping more updates. We've got uh, two more in the pipe for you once this one releases, so uh, we will see you then. See you later.